Welcome, everybody, at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. Hopefully you are enjoying your day. If not, well then, fa. Sorry for the audio spike there, but <laughs> I had to get the point across. Let's see how this one turns out. So, if you've seen my videos on YouTube in the past, or maybe even on posts possibly on social media, it's no secret that I'm not a fan of Seamus, the great white Celtic warrior. It's the shameful thing, lobster guy, you know that one. Well... One of the things that really set me off to really not care about the guy to the point where I was just absolutely tired of him was his babyface slash main event run that he started having from 2011 to 2012. Why? Because of repetitive booking. Chances are, if he got booked in a match, he was winning because a lot of matches were either against established names, open challenges that he was answering, or somebody just had a mystery opponent. But then I started also looking through his win-loss record from between the time he turned babyface in just before SummerSlam 2011 up until just before he lost the World Heavyweight Championship at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view in 2012. I found 21 televised losses. The problem is, all of these losses have an asterisk by their name because none of these were either involving him getting pinned, depending on the match, or it had some kind of controversial, like, non-clean finish. And I'll explain how with these 21 losses to really show that they're busting their asses off to keep this guy protected, building him towards becoming the World Heavyweight Champion, and even as his run as World Heavyweight Champion. Like, good God. So let's go through them right now. First match, SummerSlam 2011, the first pay-per-view match he had as a babyface, went up against Mark Henry. He lost via countout after Mark Henry blasted him through the... Uh, Barricade area, and then got back in the ring, so Sheamus lost via countout. Kind of a weird way there. Match number two, I'll... Te- this is kind of technically a loss-ish. I mean, depending on how you look at it. The October 10, 2011 edition of Raw, his match against John Cena went to an old contest, because that was Raw where there was a big walkout aftermath that happened when everybody's like, looking at Triple H saying they had a vote of no confidence. Mr. McMahon came out, called off the match, so... Technically, there was no winner, but yeah, I thought I'd mention that. Four days later, on the October 14, 2011 edition of SmackDown, in a match against Alberto Del Rio, Christian interfered in the match to cause Sheamus the match after Ricardo Rodriguez was distracting the referee. So he had interference there, causing the loss. Three days later on Raw, October 17, 2011, he had a tag team match with Randy Orton and John Morrison against Mark Henry, Christian, Cody Rhodes, but John Morrison took the pin. I mean, then again, this was around the time that John Morrison was really on iffy terms with the company because of WrestleMania. But still, Sheamus lost the match, but it was not him taking the pin. On the November 4th, 2011 edition of SmackDown, he had a one-on-one match against Wade Barrett. He got rolled up after being distracted by Christian. So a distraction leading to a roll-up. The sixth one, he was part of Team Orton versus Team Barrett. And he got disqualified for ignoring the referee's five count while doing an attack. I don't remember who he did an attack with, but... He got dis- got himself disqualified for ignoring the referee's five count during the match. For match number seven, just going into 2012 now, on the January 20th, 2012 edition of SmackDown, Jinder Mahal caused a distraction in his mat- tables match against Wade Barrett. So even in a tables match, he has to lose cheaply by getting distracted by Jinder Mahal. It's like, you're not getting pinned or tapping out, dude. You're not in a squash match. There's no damage from getting put through a table in a match. Yeah, you had to get, you had to have distraction going on there. On the 
February 17, 2012 edition of SmackDown in match against Daniel Bryan. Referee got shoved. Disqualification. I believe. It was either that or something else. I just wrote shoving referee by... That was a non-clean finish against Daniel Bryan as well. On the March 5th, 2012 edition of Raw, he teamed up with CM Punk against Chris Jericho and Daniel Bryan, and CM Punk took the pin. So again, protecting the fa. 11 days later, for the 10th match, March 16, 2012 edition of SmackDown against Chris Jericho, he lost after Daniel Bryan attacked him behind the referee's back. So we're getting all kinds of creative ways to protect the PC White, Great White Whale, or whatever his name is. Next up, match number 11. On March 26, 2012 edition of Raw, he teamed with Randy Orton against Daniel Bryan and Kane, pre-Team Hell No phase. AJ Lee got in the way of the match. He like gets in the way as a bit of a distraction. He missed the bro kick and then got chokeslammed. So, essentially, AJ Lee caused it because starting with the distraction and led to his downfall. Uh, the 12th match. April 6, 2012 edition of SmackDown and match against Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio had the chair around and the, re the referee caught Sheamus having it with his hand and he thought... That's Sheamus Youth's turn Alberto Del Rio, so disqualification. For the 13th match, I believe this was in the lead to Extreme Rules, February 23rd, 2012, in a match against Mark Henry, Daniel Bryan was a special guest referee, fast count, loss. So, a uh, screwy special guest referee finish. For the 14th match, May 7, 2012 edition of Raw, he teamed with Randy Orton to go on against Chris Jericho and Alberto Del Rio. And this count is pretty much... Tag team miscommunication. He accidentally broke kicked Randy Orton, and then Jericho quickly came in and hit the code breaker. So I think you can kind of count that because it was accidental team miscommunication. So it was because of that why Jericho was able to capitalize. February 11, 2012, edition of SmackDown for match number 15. He teamed. It was a rematch from what happened on SmackDown. Ended in a no contest due to a big brawl happening with Sheamus and Randy versus Chris Jericho and Del Rio. But that was not the last match. The 16th match happened a bit later that night. One on one Chris Jericho. Alberto Del Rio threw Chris Jericho into the steel steps in order to get Sheamus disqualified. So now we're doing a whole thing about getting somebody else intentionally disqualified through interference in a heel way. Next up, 17th out of 21. We're almost there, folks. May 21st, 2012 edition of Raw. He teamed with John Cena. Go against Dolph Ziggler, Jack Swagger, and Tensai in a Lumberjack match. Match ended in no contest due to a brawl going on outside of the ring. So, even that tag match, like, I don't get why they would do that. I mean, there was nobody really to protect there. I mean, who's going to protect Tensai? I mean, we would see where he would end up. 18th match, the June 15th, 2012 edition of SmackDown, he teamed with CM Punk to go against Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler, an unlikely tag team in a way. Figure out caused a distraction, and Dolph got the roll-up on Sheamus with the tights. So we got cheating with the roll-up and distraction. Next up, all the way down later on in the year, October 3rd, 2012, main event match against CM Punk. He got hit and got rammed into an exposed turnbuckle and also pinned with the tights. So another pin with the tights, but this time they also use the exposed turnbuckle as a cheating mechanism. Now this one, I, oh boy. The October 5th, 2012 edition of SmackDown, two days later against The Miz, Big Show interfered and attacked The Miz, causing a disqualification victory for The Miz there. Why would you want to protect The Miz? Okay. And then finally, the last one. 17 days later, October 22nd, 2012 Raw, in a lumberjack match against CM Punk, Big Show got involved, choke slam, CM Punk got the win. 
So you look at all that, that's every televised loss slash no contest ruling between the time he turned babyface before SummerSlam 2011 up until the last loss he had before cleanly losing the World Heavyweight Championship at Hell in a Cell 2012 to the Big Show. 21 matches, none of those losses were clean, or if they were in some kind of tag match, it didn't have him taking the pin at all. So the only way he was losing these matches or taking pins or anything like that is if it's some kind of asterisk by the name. Because like I said, you got disqualifications, you got countouts, you got referee distractions, tight roll-up, roll-up with the tights, no contest, everything, just to protect this guy that hardcore. Like, good God. <laughs> it's like, after a while, this, this honestly got old so fast. Like, you know it was bad? When at No Way Out 2012, I was rooting for Dolph Ziggler to defeat freaking Sheamus. That's saying something. I mean, she, like, Dolph wasn't even really on the rise just yet with popularity because of his selling ability. So it's like, you know that's a problem right there. And then you didn't have me even having any positive cheering or, like, props to give to Sheamus until he was going up against Riddle back at WrestleMania this year because that's how tired I am of Riddle. I'm more tired of Matt Riddle than I am of Sheamus. So you know you've done something wrong if I'm rooting for a guy who I have not been able to stand for 10 years. My God. But anyway, let me know you all thought in the comment section below about what you thought about Sheamus' booking and run was during this period. Because like I said, uh, they were trying so hard to protect this guy during this run. My God, it was it was honestly nauseating looking back at it. So let me know you all thought in the comment section below. If you enjoyed the video or podcast, leave a like or follow or a subscription with the bell on, depending on what service you're listening to. Comment below, everything like that, and I will catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.